Welcome to the 167 Podcast, a podcast to inspire, challenge, and encourage you. Our goal is to help you live into the 167 hours of your week away from church. And now your host, Shannon Patterson. Well, hey, everybody, and welcome to episode 10. 10. 10. One zero. That's double digits. Double digits. Of the 167 podcast. I am Shannon Patterson, the lead pastor here at the Porch Community Church. And as always, I'm with my friend, media pastor, Josh Harrell. Hey, buddy. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Thanks for listening. If Again, I'll plug it every week. If you're liking what we're hearing, make sure you're su- subscribing. Uh, shush, 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 shush. And if... Plug it in, s- plug it in. I was going to say subscribe and then share and then... You, you subscribe. You subscribe. Everyone subscribe. Please subscribe. But if you really, if you really like it and you know a friend that uh, Shannon's talking about and needs to hear this message, mm-hmm. please share. Yeah. Or make a friend and share it with them. Yes. Something like that. Um, double digits. Double I remember digits. being um, nine. It's the best birthday. And going, okay, wow, I'm going into double digits. It was the best birthday. Yeah. But then you pretty much live the rest of your life in double digits. So, so there's really not, you know, not a lot of people get to triple digits. No. So one, after 10, it's pretty much downhill. Yeah. So. Like, only, only a small population live in single digits. Mm. And I mean in stature, not. <laughs> wow. People are clicking off already, like, bye. bye. They're not going to talk about anything of spiritual nature. Yes, we are. So, um, episode 10 of this podcast, we are in the series we've been doing called The Gospel According to Genesis. Uh, we have done six weeks of that. Yep. So, we're actually going to conclude the series this coming Sunday, uh, March 21st, with... Um, I'm. St- I thought I knew exactly where we were going this Sunday, and just this morning, things are changing a little bit, and I'm excited. So even Josh Ooh. like was like, "Hey, let's." He's like, "I got an. I got a lunch meeting, so let's go ahead and record the podcast." I'm like, "Hold on a minute," because I was like in the zone and I had to type something out. That, um, so I'm excited, but uh, we'll see as we finish up <laughs> Genesis. And goodness, this could have been a. This could have been like a six-month series, honestly. Yeah. It could have been a year-long series. Uh, there's just so much. So maybe we'll return to it one day. I mean, books of the Bible study could could be yeah. year-long studies. Yeah. Easy. Like, mm-hmm. you could literally go verse by verse, and there's a sermon mm-hmm. in every verse. Yeah. I and mean, there's a lot of churches out there that do the... I mean, you'll check them out online, and you'll see, like, they'll spend 12 weeks in, yeah. you know... Exodus or something, you know, yeah. and you're like, wow. And it's pretty cool. Um, I've always, um, I think I started out more as like a topical preacher, like taking scripture and using it as, and like applying it to a, a circumstance or something like that. But more and more and more, I am uh, just, you know, want to look at, um, I, I don't really follow the lectionary or anything like that. Right. But, um, you know, Lection, taking... For people that don't know what lectionary is? Um, it's like a dictionary. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's, um, uh, it is the uh, suggested readings. Uh, it's on a calendar. Mm-hmm. Uh, started in the Catholic Church, but it should, you'll get a reading from the Old Testament, New Testament, uh, Psalms, um, gospel reading, or epistles and gospel. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just suggested reading, readings for each day of the year. 
Okay. Um, and if you read those, then you end up reading a good portion of, not the entire Bible, but, but good chunk. you're getting, you know, the the meat of mm-hmm. it all. So, yeah. Uh, anyway, so we're finishing up the series and a big finale this, this Sunday with that. And, um, yeah. Did I jump out of order? I don't even know. Because you're, usually you wait till the end of the podcast say, what's coming up? And I just kind of did it. You so. did it. So there goes the ending of the podcast. <laughs> oh, so what's happening? What's uh, going on? Not much. Um, you know, kids get a lot of shots. Ah. You know, Adeline, not Adeline, Caroline, our youngest daughter, had, she got four shots Oh. On on Monday, and she hung out with me up at the uh, office all day. And I'm tired. <laughs> it was like the spring forward day, and it's like, all right, your child that didn't go to bed on time, mm-hmm. and you had to wake up early, mm-hmm. let's go give her some shots. Yeah, and then take her to work with you. Yes. And so, have a staff meeting. Yes. Yeah. So she was a trooper, but man, she, she was, was out good. of her element. She was good. And I slept like a baby last night. Yeah. I slept better than her. <laughs> I told Mallory that I sang the, um, I made up a song for Mallory when she was real little. We call it the Good Night Song. Mm-hmm. And I told Mallory last night, I said, Mallory, I, I sang Caroline the Good Night Song. And she said, did she go to sleep? And I said, no. She goes, good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, so you were telling me, and I completely, it went over my head. Um, you were telling me about how well, just that, Things are going well with our podcast and that we've got people that are listening, tuning in. Yeah. It's kind so, of continuing on. So it just seems like as our podcast is going on, our um, audience is growing. So everybody that's found us since that's been here from the beginning, thank you. Mm-hmm. And everyone that uh, has come on since the beginning. For sure. Thank you as well. And we're glad you're here and uh, uh, we appreciate you on the ride. <laughs> yeah. If you were here on Sunday, um, apologies for causing your brunch and or lunch to be a little bit late because we did go a little bit longer but yeah cool thing we welcomed in two different families as ministry partners mm-hmm. uh, one family at 9 30 and another at 11 so that's always cool um, and then on top of that I knew that my message was going to be just a little bit longer than the norm um, just by knowing how many kind of pages I have uh, in my in my writing but I would say, Josh, um, just from the, in regard to response um, and action, it's, this has been, this was one of the most impactful messages for a lot of people um, this past week. Um, Just seeing how people respond, even just in worship, seeing how people respond and going to the to the uh, kneelers and prayer and I, just the texts and the Facebook messages and the phone calls and the face-to-face conversations that I've had in this past week. Um, this has been an impactful message. And I guess I should kind of say what the message was if someone <laughs> hasn't seen. Uh, if you haven't yes. listened to last week's message, turn this podcast off. And go listen or watch. That's right. Yeah, episode, or episode, <laughs> Week six of the Gospel According to Genesis. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the message starts around, I don't even remember. I don't know. I think like the 30-minute mark around in there. So, um, But the worship is amazing, so yep. don't skip that either if, you, if you've got the time. Um, 
but just what I know of and my prayer, well, I will say this just real quick for those that are like rebels and they're like, I'm not going to do what you say. I'm not going to go listen to that message right now. I'm going to listen to this. Um, we talked a lot about reconciliation in relationships mm-hmm. and um, how God wants to bring, uh, he wants to redeem relationships and wants to bring forgiveness and healing to relationships. And we just used God's word Sunday as a mirror for us to kind of look in on ourselves and not make it just about if people have hurt us and have we drawn boundaries and have we, you know, just kind of walked away from situations, but, uh, what have we done towards others? Mm -hmm. And, um, my prayer before Sunday and during Sunday and, and since then has been that God would be working in reconciliation in Mm -hmm. people's lives. And, um, that is, that is my prayer and it, it will continue to be. And, you know, I just think like if the covenant that we live in with Jesus, this new covenant that he's established, he came to fulfill all the covenants that he had previously made, that God had made, um, that we read about in the Old Testament, Jesus comes and fulfills it. And now we get to live in it. Like we get to live on in this side of history, mm-hmm. in this covenant. And if, if we live into this covenant with Jesus um, and, and it's alive and real to us, then we should be operating with that same kind of covenant with other people. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like if I'm sitting here going, I need the forgiveness of Jesus Christ, I need his grace, I need his mercy, mm-hmm. then I should be operating in that same way towards others. Right. Oof. Yeah. And do we do that? Nope. Well. Not naturally. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, we need to be supernaturally responding instead of naturally responding, right? Yeah. So you know how they say a song is a toe tapper? Yeah. Well, this sermon was a toe stepper. <laughs> oh, hey, have you been saving that like for a couple of days? No, about 10 minutes. Yeah, oh, gotcha, gotcha. I was like, ooh. Just remind all of our listeners that Joshua is a father, so he just told a dad joke. Hey, <laughs> a toe stepper. I like it. <laughs> I like it. Um. Paul wrote this. I was thinking about this. God woke me up at about mm, 2.30 this morning, so I've been up for a while. Um, and I was thinking about that that comment of, if the covenant we live in with Jesus is re- it's real to us, like if we really are living into this covenant, like we know we need Jesus, mm-hmm. um, then we should be operating in that same way with other people. Not that we're their Jesus, but that right. we're offering to them what we so desperately need. And it made me think of what Paul wrote in Romans 12. Uh, he said, as much as you are able, live in peace with with one another. Mm-hmm. As much as you are able. Um, which <laughs> I think I lean more on the as much as I am able and that I don't really try that hard. Ooh. Does that make sense? Yeah. Uh, I think we use the as much as you are able as a scapegoat sometimes. C- Almost using it as synonym synonym for bare minimum. Uh huh. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like synonym rolls. They're good. <laughs> They're delicious. <laughs> but yeah, the bare minimum. Yeah, yeah, it's like what's 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 the what's the least amount of of ableness I could do in this. Yeah. But um, that's not what Paul meant. As much as you're able, live in peace with one another. So, and he is of course writing to the church in Rome, and 
and talking to believers. So he wasn't even saying like, hey, put up with that neighbor of yours that's, you know, an idol worshiper that's acting the fool. He's like, no, no, this is between people within the church. Like, as much as you're able, live in peace with one another. I think it's the FCA Bible. Yeah. Like that translation. Mm -hmm. Uh, This verse says, as much as you are possible. Hmm. And then uh, the guy that was leading the huddle when I was in high school was like, if it, and it, if it's possible, like if it's physically possibility for you to be able to do it, then you should try. Mm-hmm. And he's like, if it, possible means limitless effort that you give. Hmm. Like it is possible. Yeah. If it is possible, if it is then possible, it's, you should do, do it. it. Yeah. 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 I mean, he's do trying or to, do not. There yeah. is no try. I mean, he's right? trying to relate it to sports and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But I, when you like, I hadn't thought about that in years, and then it just came up. And it's like as much as you are able, and then I went as much as you are possible. Yeah, is the way I've learned. You it. heard it. Mm-hmm. Um, you didn't even even recognize it. I just quoted Yoda. Oh, I was I wasn't gonna. They think I'm a nerd already. <laughs> so I wasn't gonna. You were just gonna. Be, yep, that was Yoda. Moving on. Yep. Nope. So you don't want to talk about Avatar taking over. Avengers Endgame as the most highly grossed movie, yada, blah, 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 blah. Do you know who owns Avengers? Uh, the I, mouse. Uh-huh. Do you know who owns Avatar? Um, would it also be a mouse? It would also be a mouse. Yeah. So Disney lost to get it. I mean. Yeah. Uh, the Chinese theater market is reopened, so they don't have anything new, so they're taking stuff that they've watched. They could so. have re they could have re-released Steamboat Willie, which yeah, was like basically. the original Mickey Mouse. And then like, people would just go <laughs> like that one? Yeah. Sorry, so did people, I just blow out the sound on the <laughs> No, it's actually fun. So people are just going to the theater in China right now. Yeah. So they're just releasing everything in They gross. would even people so people would even show up and watch something like Waterworld. Blah. I don't like That's world. a horrible movie. We need to do a whole podcast on a horrible movies. All right, back to Paul. Okay. So, um, we highlighted the um, Jacob on Sunday. We, mm-hmm. we talked about um, how his life was defined by broken relationships. Mm-hmm. And we looked at seven broken relationships and three different boundaries that he set up, which when you're setting up a message or delivering it and saying, hey, I'm going to tell you about seven broken relationships in this guy's life. Mm-hmm. You go, wow, that is a lot. Until you do your own personal inventory. Until you look at your Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, so, yeah, that was a lot, and it's what was recorded, and unfortunately Jacob got to be the one that everyone gets to study on broken relationships, but um, he's no different than we are. Right. I mean, and one of the things that I, I challenged our folks on Sunday to do, and I think it's always there, but I just, ma- I think I made an extra point of it on Sunday, was that we would use God's, wor- that we would look at the scriptures and let it be a mirror for us so that we're not just examining Jacob, but we're saying, okay, here's what God's word is saying. I'm standing before it. What is like, where am I in this? Like how, what is this reflection right. back on me? You know? Um, and I, 
James chapter one talks about that. I wanted to share that scripture. Um, it says in verse 23, for if you listen to the word and don't obey, it is like glancing at your face in a mirror. You see yourself, walk away and forget what you look like. And then I love verse 25. It says, but if you look carefully into the perfect law mm-hmm. that sets you free. Okay, so this is the whole covenant right here. Jesus, this is what Jesus came to do, to free us of our sins so we could live in new life, live, live in redemption. We can be reset to the garden. Practice, right. You know. So if you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free, and if you do what it says, so there's the practice mm-hmm. of it, and don't forget what you heard, then God will bless you for doing it. I mean, that's that's what God's Word does. It's it's a mirror, and so let's look at it and go, what is it saying? Like, how am I supposed to apply this? How am I supposed to respond to this is actually more, is usually more of kind of where I am when I study. Um, and so this has been a mirror for me, this, this entire uh, walking through and preparing messages and reading through Genesis has most definitely been a mirror for me. And, you know, something I've, something I've noticed in my life and in others' lives, and maybe you can say this is true for you as well, Josh, but Mm -hmm. I think most of the time we tend to run out of something else before we run out of love. (laughs) And I get what I mean by that is like that, you know, like we run out of, we run out of something else before we run out of affection for people. We run out, there's something else that we run out of before we run out of friendship or uh, in relationships. And what I mean by that is like when we say, or when you hear someone say like, you know, I'm just not in love with them anymore, you know, or we're just not as close as we used to be. Right. Right. We make Mm -hmm. those statements. And, um, and I wonder sometimes, is it, is it love you've run out of or is it forgiveness that you've run out of? right? Or is it closeness that you've run out of? Or is it repentance that you've run out of? Like, you're not willing to seek to, you know, to, to make something right. And so you just choose to not be close anymore. You know right. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, is it just, you know, you'll have people say, well, we've just grown apart. You know, is it is it just growing apart that has happened? Or have, has there, have you run out of humility? Have you run out of a compassion? And um, you can see once we run out of forgiveness or we run out of repentance or humility, humility or compassion or, or just reconciliation, we are basically, I just, it, to me, it's this image. We're just an open wound and we're just bleeding out. Mm. Like there's no, there's no life in that. Yeah. Um, and, and here's the kicker. Are we as followers of Jesus supposed to run out of those things? Are we supposed to run out of uh, compassion? Are we supposed to run out of humility? Are we supposed to run out of forgiveness and repentance? And yeah, the answer is no. Mm -hmm. We're not supposed to run out of those things. And so that's why I think the... uh, We need scripture to be a mirror for us, to tell us the truth. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like we... I I like the bleeding out analogy, but then I also like... Uh, I see it's like om- almost like a hardening oh, to yeah. the other person's. And mm-hmm. when we run out of these things, mm-hmm. these are also needs of that other person. 
Mm-hmm. And we've hardened to those needs of that person. Oh yeah, for sure. And Especially like when you think about compassion. Yeah. Like, yeah. You're and like, it, I'm and done. Then it, and then it's like I'm sick of I'm sick of having to do this for this person. Mm-hmm. She's she he they have worn this out of me. Mm-hmm. Like I have no more patience. Mm-hmm. Patience is a big one. Yeah. Or I have no more sympathy for that. I have I have become numb to what. They keep mm-hmm. giving me, yeah. What, whether it's their relationship or they're using or they're using you as a dump for other things in their life, mm-hmm. you know that kind of thing. But we get hardened to what calloused, yeah, to their needs as as a um, sin natured son son and daughter of Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, call it mixing metaphors or, or I'm good at that. Well, <laughs> no, what, what I was going to say is. We could do a whole message this coming Sunday on the necessity of boundaries mm-hmm. in regard to, um, you know, a- allowing someone to have such an effect on us that it, it drains us or does yeah, yeah. like you're talking about. But the boundaries that we're talking about with Jacob were unnecessary boundaries. Mm-hmm. It was like he just decided to throw one up. Like, hey, I just, you know, pulled one over on my dad my brother. And I'm gone. Mm-hmm. And he pulled it. There was no reason. Like there was, he, he created it. And, and so it's different. But yeah, there is a, we run out of that compassion sometimes for people. We run out of that humility. And, and again, I just think we need to be honest um, with ourselves mm-hmm. and go, okay, was I, um, you know, is this relationship, because we're talking about brokenness, right, with Jacob, using the user relationship as an example is this relationship totally their fault is it totally my fault do we share some fault in this am i being prideful are they being prideful um have i shown humility have i sought forgiveness i mean these are questions we should we need to ask ourselves Mm -hmm. because if all we're doing is making about the other person we're vilifying them then this is this is not the way we're supposed to be if right. we're a follower of Christ. This isn't how we do relationships. And um, I went up to uh, to two people on Sunday <laughs> after right after the eleven o'clock service. I went up to two people, and it was just like I had to make a beeline to them. I mean, this was totally like Holy Spirit was like, "You better go, Shannon, and you better go now." And I went up to two people and I said, I'm sorry. I've been a, and then I can't say the word no. that, that, I, that I told them I was. Um, and I, I'm really sorry. And would you please forgive me? And um, everyone's like right now going, what was the word? I wonder what the <laughs> word was. What, what is Shanna doing saying words she can't say on the podcast? Um, but it was a really good description, I think, of what... <laughs> And um, I just said, "Hey, I I've not I've not been a good friend. That's that's really not what I said, but they got it. And uh, I'm sorry. Would you please forgive me? And um, I'm I'm glad that I did that. And they were like, "Thank you." And yes, and I do, and forgive you, and and all that. But it's like that's was it fun? Uh, no, but <laughs> it was right and good and. It's the way we're supposed to be. But Josh, we have created a world we live in where 
the moment we disagree, the moment you hurt my feelings, the moment that I am offended, we are done. Gone. And there is no reason whatsoever that we should try to reconcile. Right. Unless you 1,000% come to me and make it right. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to make sure I build a whole lot of obstacles for you to be able to do that. Yep. That is how we are living right now. Mm -hmm. And, and, I mean, maybe that's always been this way. Um, I mean, Jacob seemed to be the <laughs> right. Right, first I say, one yeah. He, Jacob, Jacob was the one who introduced the cancel culture. Yeah, I mean, Jacob is. I mean, you go back to it. Jacob invented cancel culture. <laughs> so, um, but my goodness, this is the norm for us, and that's really why I think I, I mentioned several times. Like, let's allow God's word to be a mirror because it's so normal. And and I, that was one of the things that I was really. Uh, encouraging people was like, do not get comfortable with broken relationships. Mm-hmm. And um, that for many, many people, it is the absolute norm for them to have one or two in that moment situations going on with people where there's brokenness. Yeah. And it's like, okay, and then, and either that one just ends up fading away and we just never deal with it again and you just kind of move on, but then you just move on to another broken relationship. And okay, so yes, we're flawed. Yes, we make mistakes. Yes, we're dumb sometimes. But if we want to seek reconciliation, we want to repent, we want to seek forgiveness, we want to offer forgiveness, then we don't have to live in broken relationships. Mm. And I just think, how how much different would our lives be? And how much, and I will make it about like, how much different would our church be if, if we all committed to being people who um, reconciled every possible mm-hmm. broken relationship? As much as it was in us, as much as we were able we reconciled every broken relationship in our life. How free would we be? How wide open would we be? How many um, fears and hangups and issues would be gone? And then we would actually be able to like fully live into what does God want us to do? Because I'm not saying just so that our church can be all like, wow, we're awesome. But like once we're freed of that, that mm-hmm. burden and that weight, then what's the, what are the possibilities in our community? in our lives, in our work, in our families, where suddenly we're like, oh, wow, there is that freedom. You know, I kept using that analogy on the illustration on Sunday of the landscape. What's mm-hmm. the landscape of your life look like? Right. And is it small and tiny and restricted, like like Jacob was causing his life to be? Or was it wide open? And I just think that's the possibility for us. And so, um, you know, I, I hope, I pray that, that that is resonating people today and that they're thinking about this and they're, you know, looking at God's word and and looking at this because we cannot, we cannot allow brokenness to define our, our future or determine our future. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's what happened with Jacob. It, yes. I mean, when all was said and done, it defined his life, but with each broken relationship, it determined his next steps. Yeah. And that just wasn't, you know, God's bigger and all that. He used it, but. Well, and, you know, we, we've talked about um, 
like what you're talking about right there is very counterculture to what mm-hmm. we're being, what we're seeing in the news and media and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, we're like, it, it's nothing for someone with a large platform to go, well, if those people don't have your best interest and like, and by be- best interest, it says what you think you're, you're living truth. I'm using air quotes. Oh yeah. Live. Because living truth, your truth is a whole another mm-hmm. podcast. Mm-hmm. If they're not supporting you, what you think is, what you think is your truth, air quotes again, you don't need them in your life. And that's exactly the opposite mm-hmm. of what Christ said. Like, you should be working on those relationships constantly because yep. God created us to be in relationships with people the way we are in relationship with Him, mm-hmm. going back to what you're talking about with the covenant. Yep. And it is, we've got, we've got, you know, you're talking about there are certain barriers that we should build. Mm-hmm. One of them should be the amount of content that we bring in from outside, <laughs> yeah. outside the church. Yeah, because the influence outside of yeah, yeah, be, of because, our faith. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, like, I, I just while you were talking, I just googled motivational quotes about um, separating your people, uh, distancing yourself from people, and there is nine million different images of like quotes about about. How, about just letting people Cut, go? Cutting people out. Wow. Wow. You know, I came up here on Sunday night um, to, because that's when our students meet. Our STIR is our high school ministry and SALT is our middle school ministry. And I came up here and um, I sat in while Justin, our our student pastor, was teaching to the high school students. And he was talking about the interaction that Jesus had with the woman at the well. Mm-hmm. And how his disciples, like as as Jesus decided, I'm going to go through Samaria, and his disciples were like, "Don't do that. That's dumb. That's a bad idea. Like they don't like you. It's not going to be good. Like it's just don't don't go there. Just go around." And he was like, "No, I'm going." And then not only does he do that, but then he has this conversation with this woman that is that is totally not socially acceptable to do. I mean, so here's Jesus, like basically just like kicking over those kinds of those kind of boundaries and those kind of obstacles that we put up and say, no, don't go there. Don't, Mm -hmm. that's not, don't, don't do that. That's not, that's not accepted. That's not the right thing to do, but it changed her life. Mm -hmm. Her life was changed. And so I'm a follower of Jesus, right? You a follower of Jesus? Yeah. (laughs) So I didn't know if you were asking me or the listeners, everybody. Um, so what do we do? No, not what do we do? We we don't allow like we kick down boundaries. We kick down those obstacles and we say I'm going to I'm going to be a follower of Jesus and so I'm going to go where he would go and do what he would do. And um he didn't let brokenness define or determine his future. So um and the thing we need to remember is that we're all we're going to continue to get hurt as long as we're on this side of eternity. We're just dealing with other flawed people. There's there's still going to be anger. There'll be times of frustration. There's there's always going to be things to work out, but we just can't let it determine our future because this is how it works. Like someone betrays us, walks out on you, you know. I mean, I even think about some of those deep hurts like maybe a parent this happened with, right? Or a, a loved one, a spouse. And 
And so, you know, what we do is we decide, you know what, I'm never going to be so attached to anyone again. And so then it damages all the future possibilities for relationship, right? Or you go, you know what, I was hurt by that person. I was hurt by those people. I was hurt by that group. I was hurt by that church, whatever. I'm never going to give of myself so much again in those kinds of situations. And what happens is, is now those gifts, those abilities that you have to serve and to share are now you've just, you've removed them. And we just, we can't let hurt determine our future. Because what happens is, is then you stop, you sit back and wonder when we make those kinds of decisions to withhold, we sit back and go, well, I, why do I not feel purpose? Why do I not feel passion? Why do I not feel connected, you know, with, with, with my purpose as a follower of Jesus? And it's just, it's just all there. So, um, you know, just in the church alone, and by the way, that this is the place where, um, of perfection and holiness, and we never ever sin. By the way, oh, us working up here, the porch community church. Is, oh yeah, 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 we're perfect. Yeah. Um, yep. <laughs> um, I mean, we have, and I alluded to this a little bit on on Sunday, but I mean, as a staff, we've disagreed. Oh yeah, um, I've cried. Y'all have got to see me cry. We've raised our voices um, sometimes during Zoom calls during during lockdowns when we were trying to figure out how we were gonna. Yeah. open or close or shut or be whatever um it just happens and you know as a ministry board in in, in 2020 it was it was no easy task trying to steer a brand new church developing our best structure for decision making in a worldwide pandemic yep uh during a toxic political and racial climate yep and make a lot of tough decisions in that, and at the same time have a lot of hands trying to steer the wheel. <laughs> it was hard. Yeah, I mean, it was hard. I can't speak for anyone but myself, but this is probably the most sensitive time in my lifetime. Mm-hmm, yeah. I mean, of course, there are, you look in history, there are way more sensitive times. Mm-hmm. But the fact that, and people in my generation would disagree that this is the most sensitive time ever. They're wrong. But, I mean... <laughs> This is the, this is, people are real touchy-feely right now. Oh, yeah. You know, about what they can, what they consider to be um, fact versus opinion. That line is real gray. Um, what, about how they tolerate other people's uh, facts and, or mm-hmm. opinions and stuff like that. Yeah. It's real gray. So people are getting um, emotionally hurt yeah. by things that, um. I would say five years ago, probably wouldn't have even phased them. Yeah, for sure. And, yep. um, and it, you know, the old saying, uh, sticks and stones will break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Not true anymore. I, yeah. <laughs> you know? Not even true anymore. Um, <laughs> words are killing us. Yeah, and I would say that a lot of my mirror gazing this past year has been about how I have led or botched up leading <laughs> during this time. I, I mean, how many churches have you launched in, in your life? Uh, I have in total, and I, I had to, I had to look back. I had to look at everything, all the numbers and the calendars, but in total, I, to my best recollection, I've launched one church. And you messed up in some <laughs> aspect. Shocker. And I shall continue. <laughs> so welcome 
to the Borch Community Church. I, but, you know, I think for some of us, we we can't remember what it's like to not have um, brokenness or broken relationships in our lives. And we have just, we, we've adjusted to it. Like we've just said, oh, this is how it's supposed to be. This is normal. And yes, it's normal. And we shouldn't be shocked when we are hurt. Mm-hmm. But it shouldn't be normal for us to not um, address it. Not in a, in, a, in a loving way, in a way that's like, for the purpose of reconciliation. Right. And, and we've just, you know, and, and of course I'm talking about like, you know, legitimate hurt in regard to relationships. Mm-hmm. And I know that you've been legitimately hurt, Josh, because you're a human being. Yeah. And I'm pretty certain that you've legitimately hurt other people as well. Yep. And so dear listener, I would say the same to you as well. I know you've been legitimately hurt because you're human and I know that you've legitimately hurt other people because you're human. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that's just the way it is. And the answer to all this, in case you didn't know, is Jesus. This is what he said in Luke chapter 4. I read this passage on Sunday about how Jesus declared who he was. And he says, beginning of verse 18 of Luke 4, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. And I reminded people, like, are you in relational poverty because of the brokenness and the boundaries you've set up and restricted and all those relationships that haven't been dealt with? You know, he has sent me, he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim that captives will be released. Again, imagine just being in that small space of, of, of just, you continue to just cut people off and then your, the landscape of your life gets smaller and smaller, um, that the blind will see that the oppressed will be set free and that the time of the Lord's favor has come. And then Jesus, he rolls up the scroll because he's in the synagogue when he reads this and he sits down and everyone's staring at him and they're like, what is going on here? And then he says this in verse 21, he says, the scripture you've just heard has been fulfilled this very day. And he was saying, that's me. Mm -hmm. Like when the prophet spoke those words that the spirit of the Lord is upon me, that, that this per that I'm anointed to preach the good news. I'm it. I'm the one. <laughs> I have come to do this. You know, Revelation 21.5 says, um, look, I am making everything new. And that's the whole hope of all this, is that is that we don't remain in the old place, right? So from the newness on the inside, as our security and our identity develops in Jesus, it allows us to be able to create less broken relationships around us. But we've got to look in the mirror. Mm-hmm. We've got to be aware. Yep. Because if we're not, we're just gonna we're gonna cause damage. We're gonna react to damage like this mm-hmm. done to us. We're gonna cause damage. You look in your rearview mirror, and there's like a a wake behind you of broken relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just not how it's supposed to be. It's just not how it's supposed to be. I want to ask you this then. Okay. All right. So. We've talked a lot about um, us putting up boundaries. Mm-hmm. What if we are the person that someone has put a boundary between? Shoo, yeah. Well, um, if you're aware of it, because mm-hmm. sometimes um, I know, I know, I can think, I can definitely think of examples in my life where 
someone had put a boundary up against me and I had no idea yeah. until later. And sometimes it was through reconciliation. Sometimes it was just through I heard yeah. <laughs> through the grapevine. Um, I would I would go back to uh, that verse that uh, we just were we were talking about a few moments ago. That you know, if at all possible, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm trying to remember exactly where it was because I had it in here. But it's like it, you know, if it's possible, then live at peace with people. So do what you can to reconcile mm-hmm. um and you know sometimes the forgiveness that we need to offer where it's not possible anymore to actually do it face to face maybe that person's not here anymore i mean yeah. maybe they're not living anymore or maybe maybe it was so far long ago to to reconnect would just not be beneficial to anybody but you can still seek that forgiveness or offer that forgiveness mm-hmm. um but if someone has set up a boundary against you, the first thing I would say, if it, let's say you were going to actually approach this person, right? Okay, I would say the very first thing you need to be doing is praying for humility, mm-hmm. because if you go into that trying to justify or win an argument or make a point or prove them wrong, like. I don't know why you had those boundaries against me because here's the deal. Boom, 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 boom. Then there, that wall is just going to be built higher. Right. So humility, put on humility. Um, and then what I would say is almost, <laughs> I don't know, I, I want to put a percentage on it, but like, I don't know, 99.99999% of the time, it's not always it's not all on the other person right that we own some of whatever occurred Mm -hmm. and so maybe it maybe like you know in a court of law and on paper we know that the other person is 99.9999 percent responsible but we've got that point whatever i just said yeah one um we need to seek forgiveness for that point zero 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 one even if it is that small even if it's that small Mm-hmm. Um, and then if the other person doesn't receive your, um, if they say, I, I can't forgive you, we're done or whatever. They don't, you know, they don't answer you back. They don't call you back. You've done your part. Yeah. You've done your part. But that is such a huge heart check mm-hmm. because we can say we've done everything possible. We can say we've forgiven. We can say, Hey, I forgave you. So if you don't forgive me, then, you know, whatever, Can you hear the pride in that? Bump you. Yeah, and you hear the selfishness in that. Mm -hmm. So, like, it is a true, again, the mirror of God's word, his scripture, will, it will, it will take your heart and it will show you, God's Holy Spirit will say, here, here it is. This is either like, this is the person, this is what, this is what happened. This is how you need to apologize. Like, own it. Yep. No matter what the the response is. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, I don't know if I answered your question. No, yeah, yeah, totally. So I have a question for you. Oh, go ahead. Because, I mean, like, I know I was sitting there, and I don't know if other listeners do this, but sometimes I do, and it's kind of, this is a guilty admission. I wonder who Shannon's talking about. Oh, oh, golly. (laughs) And then, and then, um, and this is a rare occasion. Not rare, but it, it was, I, it was obvious to me, 
And he go, I'm, I go, I wonder who Shannon's talking about. And I go, and then you say something and go, oh, no, God's talking to me. Ah, uh, yeah. Oh, well, and that's much better, <laughs> the much so, better option. Yeah. So then it was um, like mm. instantly uh, people came to mind that I had built a barrier up against, mm-hmm. whether family, friends, whatever, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. But then also realizing people that that maybe had built up a barrier to me that I haven't reached out to. Yep. And the the relationship wasn't always great, mm-hmm. and now we're just not even like not in one. Yep. So. Yep. So he he kind of showed me both sides of the coin. So I thought it was so. It, we talked about I've built up. We we definitely talked about the people we've built up barriers to. But mm-hmm. then but then if God showed it to me, I'm sure He showed it to other people that are listening. Uh-huh. People that have built up barriers against yeah towards them that they that even though they're the ones that built it. We did something to make them For sure. want to build that barrier. Yep. Yep. So yep. That, that answered it perfectly. I spent several hours on the phone yesterday mm. with various people addressing brokenness and boundaries. I did not. <laughs> well, I had to because... Uh, I was I was going to be in disobedience if I did not, mm. um, and I'm so glad I did. Yeah, I'm so glad I did. And lo and behold, some things I wasn't aware of, and some things I were. Mm-hmm. There were some things I asked forgiveness for that I needed to, and there were some things that I was asked to offer forgiveness for, mm. and I did. And um, so glad I did because. Um, I just think that we we trash each other mm-hmm. and relationships, and we vilify each other, and um, as a protection mechanism. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, but I, I, I think too, it's uh, yes, protection sometimes, but sometimes I think it's just straight up selfishness. That's really what I think it is. It's just straight up like I just don't I'm I'm better, I'm smarter, I'm mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. And you're wrong and I'm right and deal with it and you know, I don't have time for you and I mean it is just selfish selfishness. I mean mm-hmm. so bad. It's it's I'm gonna choose myself over you. It's Jacob's saying, I want your birthright, Esau. I don't care you're a firstborn, I wanna be first. Yeah. You know? It's Eve saying I know I'm not supposed to eat from that tree, but I'm going to. Mm-hmm. And Adam going, all right, well, I'll take a bite too. I mean, it's all those, it's selfishness. Yeah. And and it's, God's word is a mirror. And if we look at it long enough and ask him to speak to us, I think it's 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 practically impossible for us to not see where we need to move and change. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, so. Yeah. Well, and... I was using protection as like a selfish, like I don't want to feel my feelings. Oh, yes. It, for, yeah, then definitely, yeah. for sure. I mean, unless it's like one of those situations to where you need to physically protect yourself. Right. Because those exist. But They do. Uh, no, I'm talking about like protect myself from feeling hurt, feeling mm-hmm. open, feeling raw, that yeah. kind of thing. 
You mean so like unfollowing or snoozing or canceling yeah, yeah. or yeah, you know whatever Pro- else. Protecting. Yeah. Uh, Deleting. Yeah. <laughs> Shoot, uh, there there is a uh, some sort. Soli- Please don't use that kind of language on the podcast. Some yeah. <laughs> some um, celebrity tweeted something, and I was just like, "Golly, this is so anti-gospel," and I can't remember what it is. You but I, I didn't unfollow him because of the message. <laughs> but you want to do? Yeah. Oh, that's funny. That's funny. So I had a question for you, uh, and maybe you've already addressed it, and I just didn't know. But like in this series, so we've done six weeks. This coming Sunday will be the seventh and final of this series of Genesis. What has stood out to you? Like, has there been one particular message that has impacted you most or, you know, whatever? Um, I'm not done with how this past week's has impacted me. <laughs> well, that's good. I'm not either, and so, nor will I ever be. <laughs> so who who knows if, like, if this time next week, this one might be my favorite and I've mm-hmm. grown the most out of it. Mm-hmm. But as it stands right now... um. The uh, Abraham and and Isaac mm-hmm. is the one that stands out to me the most because it's the first time I've heard that story as a father, as a dad. Yeah, and it completely changed the entire yeah um, thought process mm-hmm. and and the feelings I have for my children. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I I remember before going, I mean, God told you to do it, you go do it. Yeah, what's the deal, Abraham? Yeah, what's the deal? Take your kid, go. I mean, that that's the first time I've ever heard that story with going, I had these two little girls mm-hmm. that I would be willing to lay my life for. Yeah. You know? So, and Justin did a great job. But just what God was like, and this is and this is how much I love you and how, mm-hmm. and, and it was just an incredible, uh, I, I think like the first 930 I listened to Justin, and then at 11 o'clock, I just read that story twice through while he was preaching. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just trying to understand the love that Abraham had and then the love that Jesus has for us. And mm-hmm. it's just, and it's a million times, I mean, it's infinitely yeah. stronger than the love that we have for our children. And yeah. it's just incredible. And that's the whole thing. That's the whole mirror of scripture. Like, mm-hmm. let look, peer into it. Yeah. Who is it that God is and who is it he's wanting wanting you to be? Yeah. Like and and um yeah, that's that's and powerful. I mean, Abraham Abraham might be referenced as the most loving father in in the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. So yeah. so someone that is written down as the like he loves his child so much mm-hmm. and he was willing not only was he like the love that he had for his son, but the faith that he had in God? Yeah. On that, so his his faith had to mirror his love, mm-hmm. or ex- it had exceed. to exceed <laughs> yeah. his love for his child. Oof. Which is a whole nother. That's a whole other because, level, yeah. Because we could talk about uh, placing your children or your spouse above God. Yep. And I mean, that's a clear definition of roles uh-huh. like that puts it into so much perspective. Yeah. And that's, that story just took on a whole new meaning for me. Yeah. During the series. Mm, that's good. That's good. I think but this I, one is really good. Well, I mean, I, I, this one has had the most immediate impact on me personally. Uh, 
And then I would say, gosh, I'm kind of torn between the first week of how do we worship? We worship with everything, mm-hmm. always. Like, that's, you know. And then um, the uh, the whole thing about covenant. Yeah. Right, you know, so the whole thing about covenant is just that, that, that how God works with us in that. And so, mm. yeah, uh, you know, I said with everything, all that was a whole other, that was a whole other um, message series. It was. Yeah, what I am I talking about? You're like, okay, Shannon, sure it was. I meant the first week, I was thinking about how we worship earlier, actually. Um, but the first week with, with, um, in the garden, mm. and and how just in the beginning, yeah, um, God created. So, yeah, or maybe that was with everything always. I need to look at my notes. I don't know. So, all right. Well, anything else you wanna wanna touch on before we uh, uh-huh. before we move along? Uh huh. Yeah. Uh. No. <laughs> Uh, what do we have coming up? Uh, so this week we're wrapping up the Gospel According to Genesis. The week after that we're going to have a great time in worship on March 28th with a Palm Sunday service with a special focus on worship. But then we're also going to have a special guest, Bob Moon, who uh, we both love very, very dearly, come yes. and uh, just spend a short time speaking about what God's doing in his ministry and what God's doing in his life. Mm-hmm. So um, that is that is the kickstart to Holy Week, and then we are rocking and rolling to what I call one of the Super Bowls in church. <laughs> uh, Easter, which is April 4th, and just go ahead and plug that. We'll have a 7 o'clock sunrise service outside, and then a 9 o'clock, notice the time change, 9 o'clock. And then 11 o'clock. Notice the time is the same. <laughs> 9 o'clock, 11 o'clock. 7, 9, 11. Yep. We will, the outside service will be um, non-reservation, but the 9 and 11 will have reservations. So you mm-hmm. can just go to our website. March 21st is when those will go live. So you great. can register for Easter. But we have some great things in store for Holy Week, and we can't, you already know what they are. Yeah. Uh, but we can't wait to um, walk alongside with yeah. you this Easter season. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm super excited for the um, Coats for Christ. Yes. And asking people to bring their coats and jackets, you know, that maybe if with your kids that have outgrown or you just don't wear anymore, mm-hmm. um, you know, because it's, it's just like right there out of of the, the triumphal entry of of Jesus into Jerusalem in that, that beginning of Holy Week. Um, where for the Palm Sunday celebration, people were laying their coats out or their palm branches, and it was an act of submission. It was like, it's what you did for royalty. It's what you did for a king, mm-hmm. for them not to touch the ground. Right. And so we're asking people to come and lay down their coats and jackets um, on Palm Sunday, and uh, then we're going to, it's just our way of celebrating King Jesus, right? Yep. And then we're going to take up all those coats and jackets and, and share them with our community ministry partner, Living Bridges, so that they can help people in the fall and winter if we ever have one of those, um, you know. Hey, South Georgia winters are just as cold mm-hmm. feeling as anywhere. 
Whatever. Are you safe? Hey, we have two days a year <laughs> that it is frigid. Okay. Uh, all right. You are you are partially correct. But because that I want to be in right relationship with you, Josh, I'm not going to put up a boundary uh, with you because I don't agree with you. And I'm not offended by hey, by the error of your ways. I can't live... Ab- I've come to realize I can't live above making so... <laughs> Well, hey, listeners, we really do appreciate you guys for hanging with us, especially if you are one of the special people who have listened to all of these podcasts. All 10 episodes. Wow. Uh, thank you so much. And as always, we just love you to, hey, share, like, share, subscribe if you're not subscribing. Um, that helps us know that we're producing content that you guys want to keep hearing. Um, and... What was that face? He just made a, what do you... I, uh, I don't know how many people subscribe. You don't know. 984. Yep. I just made that up, so. Um, but it just helps us know. And if you have questions or topics that you would like us to discuss, whether serious, moderately serious, or quite silly, let us know. We'll take a stab at it. We will make, yeah. We will We will do our best to, to uh, answer those. But, um... You know, we talked about uh, going through the gospel according to Genesis with with this podcast. Yes. I guess. Oh, yeah. We said we're going to go up to Easter for sure and then see what happens. So So, what are we doing? We're going to keep going. We're going to keep going. Yeah, we are. Yeah. That's excellent. Yeah. And we are. I I might have zoned out. I was actually looking while you were talking a moment ago. I was looking for the first week of Genesis to remember how we address that. But anyway, couldn't find it. Um, (laughs) Yeah. It was like deleted already. Um, but did you mention that we're going to be doing a daily podcast during Holy Week? We we will be. We'll okay. Be, um, doing no, a... First of all, did you mention it? Yes. Okay. Sorry, I just wasn't paying attention. Yes, we did. Okay, I just nodded off. So. <laughs> no, not not today. Oh, okay, I'm good. Mentioned good, it good. last week. You did. I know that part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, we'll just touch base for you know ten or fifteen minutes or every so. Day. Who knows? Every day during Holy Week and. Just to offer um, kind of what the week looked like, uh, of course, from Scripture, uh, as Jesus was moving towards the cross. Yep. And ultimately, that empty tomb, praise mm-hmm. the Lord. Mm-hmm. So, listeners, we love you. We hope to uh, be with you soon. We hope to see your faces and all that, whatever. I don't know. See your faces and see you watching us online. Whatever, yeah, yeah. Love you guys. We'll see you soon. See you, bye. Bye. You've been listening to the 167 Podcast. Join us next time for more insights to inspire, challenge, and encourage to help you live into the remaining 167 hours of your week.